You're listening to Do The Damn Thing, episode six. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Do The Damn Thing podcast. My name is Liz Heron, and I am your personal cheerleader, helping you get off your butt and on your way to trying something new, facing your fears, or realizing your dreams. No matter what your damn thing is, whether it's asking for a raise at work, organizing your house, getting out of that toxic relationship, or pursuing your passion project, This show will provide you with real-world, tangible tips and inspiration so you can live the life you deserve. If you're ready to do the damn thing, then you have come to the right place. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's jump in. Hi, friends. How are you doing today? Are you you getting ready for the holidays? It kind of hit me today that we're at the end of the year, that this year is almost over, and that before we know it, it'll be December. Uh, did you know I just read this fact that a third of all engagements, wedding engagements happen in November and December? I guess something about the holidays gets people feeling romantic. Um, but speaking of weddings, this week I am privileged to talk to award-winning wedding planner and fellow nerd and crazy cat lady, Christine Lebrat. Christine has planned over 160 weddings and has been named the best wedding planner in Los Angeles four out of the last five years by California Wedding Day magazine. I love weddings. I loved planning my wedding. I loved helping my friends and family plan their weddings. I would have 10 weddings if I could (laughs) go the Elizabeth Taylor route. But um And I actually thought about like after I planned my wedding, like, oh, maybe I should be a wedding planner. And then I quickly realized that, no, that's not what I wanted to do. But in this week's episode, I, Christine and I talk about how she became a wedding planner and how setting boundaries really helped her attract her ideal clients and grow her business and find balance in her life, which I thought was really important. We also talked about what makes or breaks a wedding. And I think the answers might surprise you. Now let's do the damn thing. So hi, Christine. Welcome to do the damn thing. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for agreeing to be one of my like first interviews. Of course. Very happy to be here. <laughs> so um, before we jump in, I just want to kind of have you give our listeners a bit of a background for those that don't know you as, you know, the, I guess that you are the best wedding, you've been voted best wedding planner, right? Or top wedding planner. I've won three years and I've been nominated for uh, best event design for one year. I did not win that, but I did win best wedding planner from California Wedding Day Magazine. Awesome. Huge honor. Yes. Well, can you give us a little bit of background of like how you got started and um, just a little bit about your, yourself? Yeah. So I have been a wedding planner for 10 years, but I've been in the event industry for over 20 years. Um, so how I got into this, it was a little bit more of a non-traditional way, which hopefully will inspire some people. But uh, I was working at an experiential marketing agency in Culver City for gosh, about three and a half years. Loved it at first. Then it became more of a, a stress in my life. Like I was, I was having to take Xanax, go to work. And I was, I was just miserable. And uh, my now ex-husband, he was very supportive. And he's like, look, you know, you need to find something you love to do. If you want to quit, like we'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, one day, one day I quit there and didn't have anything lined up. But at the same time, we were planning our wedding. Okay. So I was on this website called Project Wedding, which is no longer very sad. And I was on it so much on the forums that they reached out to me and said, hey, you're our second most active user in the world, which is kind of embarrassing <laughs> to say. That means I was on there a lot. <laughs> you were spending a lot of time there. Yeah, because I mean, I was like looking for jobs, but also posting about weddings. So uh, they offered me a job. They were like, would you like to work here part-time? So absolutely. Um, I ended up finding a part-time job at another ad agency, so I was able to work about 40 hours a week doing both of those jobs, and I was 
very happy at the time. Um, so after our wedding, it was officially announced that I was part of the team at Project Wedding. And gosh, I worked there about two years and girls started to message me saying, hey, you're kind of this wedding expert. This is what you do all day online. Talk about it. And we know you have an event planning background and we loved your wedding. Uh, would you be interested in planning my wedding? And I had never really thought about it. So, you know, my ex was like, well, he needs a website and a computer. If you don't like it, you can just stop doing yeah. it and get another job. So I did seven for free. And then I had to quit Project Wedding due to conflict of interest, uh, which they didn't want. They didn't want me to have to leave. And I didn't want to. But because I was involved with like vendor reviews, yeah. it kind of looked like I might favor some of my people. So it was it was a bittersweet day. Um, but yeah, that was 2010. I officially launched it as my full-time job. Oh, wow. That is, I love the idea that you were already doing something you loved, which was like being on this forum and kind of talking about weddings and planning your wedding. And then a job kind of flows from that. Yeah. I mean, it, I hate saying yeah. right place, right time, but like I, it just all worked out perfectly. And I never, like when I was a little girl, I wasn't like, I want to be a wedding planner or I even love weddings. When I got married the first time, I'm now remarried, uh, I I was just like, eh, it's fine. We'll do this. And then I just yeah. threw myself into it and learned every single thing that I could about it. And I just, they, they still make me so happy. Like I was visiting my husband in Canada in Montreal and there was a bride oh. doing her photos and I stood there like an <laughs> idiot just watching her. And I was like, I love it so much. No, I'm definitely like that too. Like anytime I see, you know, like photos being done or like you walk by and like you know, people are coming out of a church or something like I'm, I'm such a wedding nut too. But it's so funny because I, when I planned my first wedding, I, there was an inkling of like, oh, maybe I could make this a job. But then I kind of quickly was like, well, wait, I don't know that I'm going to want to plan an event for like, not one people I don't know, but also it's like, oh, what if I, you know, get a bride or something that I don't like, you know, um, did have you ever had something like that happen where you're kind of like, oh, why did I take this wedding? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that is some advice that I would love to give to people. And and I, it, it took me a couple of years to get confident in myself to be able to turn people away that I didn't think was the right fit for me. Um, I did work with two business coaches. And one of the biggest things I learned from that is you really need to find your ideal client. And that's really sitting down and writing out what their avatar is. Where do they hang out? What do they like to do? What are they dressed like? What food do they like? And then you can start marketing to those people um, making sure like what you're posting on social media yeah. is attracting those people. So a couple years ago, I was posting like, oh, pretty escort cards or here's pretty flowers I've done. And I was getting all different types of rides. But then when I started kind of putting more of my personality into my Instagram posts and showing that, you know, I like comic books, I like horror movies, you know, I have <laughs> a thousand cats and, you know, we love Celeste so that sort of thing. I started to attract more of the, the artsy type um, or you know, alternative style brides that are yeah. more with my personality because there's nothing worse than getting a bride that wants to do a pink ballroom wedding. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's just not my specialty. Um, and then they don't really love my personality, which tends yeah. to be a lot more like laid back and sarcastic. And I like to have fun with my clients because we're usually working together for about a year and you really have to like each other to make this, this day go well, because I'm in their face most of the time of the day. And if they don't like me, then it's not going to be a good day. And, and the same, same goes, if I don't really care for them, you know, I want to give it my all. I want to love them. I want to be excited. I want to cry when they're walking down the aisle. So it, it, it took some time. I mean, I've luckily only had to fire one couple. Oh, wow. That's a pretty good weddings, track record. Yeah. And I can't, I'm just trying yeah. to think like, I can't imagine being fired by my wedding planner. <laughs> like you have to be pretty bad. <laughs> um, I, 
and it was yeah. it was more the mom, and, and I don't I won't get into too many details, but I I wrote them a real heartfelt email saying I feel like every time you hear from me, yeah. it's an annoyance. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but you know that's breaking my heart to know that you guys aren't excited about this process, and I think you'd be better served going with someone who who vibes with your personality a little better. And the mom wrote back and was like, I completely respect you for this. I own my own business. I know how hard that is. And, and you know, we kind of agree. And they fired their second wedding planner oh, and then no. blamed everything that went wrong on their third wedding planner. So I know that I, I dodged the bullet in that case. Oh, they wouldn't have gosh. been happy with anybody. Well, and I have to say, like, I love that you talk about, like, your personality. And it's like, because I know you. And one of my favorite things and stuff when you post is when you when you do kind of put in those um those little touches, right? And I think there's one that you that sticks out to me is like you used like action figures, right? Or like co- like comic book things and like centerpieces. Oh, I love that wedding. It was Megan and Mike, and they hired me because of that. They they got married. They were from Colorado, and they were getting married in Santa Monica. It was a yeah. destination wedding for them. I do a lot of those. People work San Francisco, um, and one of the most important things to them was that their family wanted a traditional ballroom feeling wedding, but that wasn't their personality. So they came to me and they said, how can we do this in a you know fun yet elegant way? And so, yeah, I used PVC banks that, uh, I think I used, yeah. Adam, I think I used a Thor. They're on my Facebook page if anybody wants to look up it's those pictures, so but fun. I still love those centerpieces so, so, so much. And the mom walked in and she was like, yeah, yeah this is, this is great. Like she wasn't disappointed oh, at all that. in my couple days. And I love so the idea happy. of kind of honing in on who your ideal client is, right? Because it's like, until like you're talking to everybody doesn't serve you, right? Like you, you're not going to vibe with everybody. So finding that person or those clients that, that really gel with you are, is important. Yeah. And my, the first coach that I work with, I had a real heart to heart with her. She's like, why do you feel bad turning people away? And I said, look, if someone's taken the time to research me and they went on Yelp, who am I to say, no, I don't want to work with you. And she said, you're actually doing them a disservice because there's someone out there that will be excited to, to work with them and not roll their eyes when they get an email from them and not, you know, be annoyed on the way to go like meet with them. And she's like, it's not fair to them that they're not getting the experience they deserve because you don't want to turn them away. And she was right. And like a big light bulb went off and I was like, Oh God, I felt terrible. That's a great perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is always hard to, to do that. And, and you never turn someone away where you're like, no, I don't like you. It's it's more like, hey, why don't you talk to my friend XYZ? I think you're really going to like them. That's kind of what they do. That's their strong suit. Like, I don't love to do home weddings. And I have some friends that that's what they love doing. I don't like having to bring in restroom trailers and generators and things like that. Because I'm more into the design part of wedding events. So there's people out there that really get excited about doing that. That's not my thing. So... Well, what I love about your events and from the things I've seen is like speaking about the design elements, you really do get in there and like, like, work, like graphic design, like there's certain elements of the way that you create. Yes, I do have fun doing that because one, it's, it's big to me that, that everything's cohesive because there's nothing worse than when a bride brings you a bunch of stuff and it's all different stuff from Etsy and you're like, the fonts don't match, the colors don't match. You can definitely mix in two different styles, but there needs to be something that ties them all together. So it doesn't just look like random Etsy vomit at your wedding. So that's like my control freak side coming out that I like to do the graphic design because then I can really show them, lead them and say, this is what I feel it should look like. And if they say, no, I don't like that. I've had some brides come to me and say like, I want to use Calibri font and okay. Yeah. If that's what you want, that's what we'll do, you know, but maybe we can do this. So like when I do design boards for them, I usually do two along the lines of what they want. And then I throw them in a wild card one to see how far I can stretch them. Because sometimes they just don't know. They're not, this isn't yeah. what they live and breathe like I do all day. So they don't know what's out there. 
That's oh, that's awesome. So I um, so when you first started and you kind of it was great that like your ex husband was super supportive. But like, did you have what were your fears in going out on your own? Um, to this day, a big fear is is rejection. I mean, you you're always scared of that bad review. And ten years in, you're you're like, was the person a hundred percent excited with me? after the wedding, you know, if you get an email on Monday morning with their name, is it a thank you or is it, why didn't this happen? Or I was expecting this. That rarely, rarely happens, but it's still because I put so much of my heart and soul into everything I do for my clients. It's, it's such a personal thing that you don't want to disappoint them. So I would say that that's my biggest fear then and, and now. And then how do you kind of battle that or how do you deal with that? Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, I have a good support system. And one of the things I learned in the first couple of years of doing this is, you know, people that do your same job, other other wedding planners, they're not your enemies. They're actually your best allies in this because no one understands what you're going through. So just because, like, there's another woman wedding planner who's doing something similar, there's enough work to go around. You guys don't have to hate each other and be cutthroat and, and... you know, talk behind each other's backs. Like you guys should really be supportive. It's all about, you know, community, not competition. Yeah. And I think I love what you were saying before about, you know, making sure that your clients are with someone who's excited to work for them. And you kind of saying, Hey, there's this other person I think you might be a better fit for. Like, I think that takes so much, um, like confidence in your abilities as well to kind of say, Hey, like I, I, I know I'm a great wedding planner, but I'm not the right fit for you, but here's this other person who is right. And kind of yeah, like to your point, like collaborating instead of competing with other people. I mean, there are so many people getting married in LA. It's not like your your business is going to shut down because you refer someone over. Yeah. Kind of, what's the best thing about being your own boss and kind of running your own company? This took a little bit of time to learn too, so I hope people are going to be able to learn some from some of my mistakes. Um, now that I've set boundaries, better boundaries with my clients, uh, owning my own business has allowed me to travel more. Um, you know, take much more time off than I ever did. Um, I don't really do meetings on weekends anymore. So now I've gained that part of my life back. So it's nice to be able to say, you know what? I don't want to do more than two weddings in a row so I can have the next two weekends off to do whatever I want to go do or go travel. Like I said earlier, Mm. I got to go visit my husband in Montreal for, for 10 days and I didn't really have anything hanging over my head being like, why aren't you in the office sitting at your desk from nine to five? Why aren't you responding to my emails? Like I've, set expectations with my clients so they understand that, you know, family is a priority to me and that, yes, while they, they come first during working hours, they're not my end all be all 24 seven. Yeah. That's not your whole life. That's great. And then what, um, what's like your biggest struggle being, you know, kind of like, I know you've got a team, correct? Like it's not just you. I have a team that helps me at the actual event, but the day-to-day operations, it's mainly me. Uh, I do have people that help me during busy season. Oh, Okay doing research on things but when you email Christine LeBron events you are you are getting me oh that's awesome well what um what's kind of your you know this show's all about doing the damn thing and it kind of is like whatever whatever your damn thing is right it could be training for a marathon it could be pursuing your passion project or you know like you did like starting a business like is there a goal that you are working on these days like and it could be business related it could be profession or personal um but what's kind of the thing that's that's kind of driving you or a goal that you're working toward now? Well, I just recently took on the role of, I'm still learning how to say the title, community and membership director at a startup 
company called Weddings Inc. We launch officially, I think it's September 6th is the date. So it's a website that will be educational tools for wedding vendors. A lot kind of like the knot when brides can go in there and they can learn all about their okay. wedding. This is going to be a site for wedding vendors to be able to go in and learn you know, how to set up basic things, you know, contract templates, all the tools that they'll need to be able to build their business. Because I didn't have any of that when I first started. I, I learned everything on my own. I wish I hadn't. I mean, one of the, the best things you could do is go take some business classes. I had no idea any of that stuff. I still use Excel, which is kind of embarrassing. I should be using QuickBooks. So like you should be learning how to do all that stuff and it'll save you a lot of time and headache. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. So that will be a part-time role that I have that will hopefully turn into more of a full-time position in a couple of years because next up on the list is starting a yeah. family. So that will give me more of a nine to five weekday job. Um, so I can spend more time with my family. So I'm not done doing weddings, but I am doing both jobs. And it's nice. It's a little bit refreshing to be able to spend some time using my experience to train other vendors and how to do this. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're kind of passing on the knowledge. Yeah, it's almost like the job that I had that started me in this industry, but I yeah. have a much more professional title. But it's a very similar <laughs> similar thing. So it's funny. It's all going full circle. That's very awesome. All right, now let's talk weddings because I, like I said, I'm a wedding nut and I'm I'm the person who like loves a good theme. I wish I could have like 15 weddings, of course, without like 15 different husbands or anything, but like I, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I love all that stuff. Like I love even my son now he's just about to turn 12 and I think he's kind of over the themed birthdays, but like I would go over the top on, on just crazy, crazy themes and cakes and all that stuff. So, um, I just, I, I don't know how you don't geek out all the time over all those things, but, um, what to you and having done, you said what, 150 or over 150 weddings? Over hundred, I think it's right around 165. Oh, wow. So what, in your opinion, like what makes and or breaks, I guess makes and breaks a wedding? What are the things? I hundred percent personality. 100% like showing who you are and it doesn't matter if you have a $10,000 wedding, a $500,000 wedding. Um, and people ask me all the time, what are my average budgets? I did a wedding for two people where they spent 25,000 and then I did a wedding for 200 where they spent 25,000. Oh, wow. So it's like, there's a huge range. And you know, the one with the 200 people had way more personality than the one with two. Oh, interesting. Because they, yeah, her aunt owned an antique store, so we borrowed a bunch of stuff from that. So we, they got very creative in, in how we brought that together. So people are like, wow, 25000 that's, that's not very much. Well, you know, they got creative, and they called in a lot of favors, and we made it happen. Um, but as long as you guys are showing who you really are, I think that's what makes a special wedding. And that can be anywhere from the food to the music. It doesn't have to be, you know, the favors. It could be whatever flowers you like, you know. Um, using non-traditional things to show, like I had one bride who was an equestrian. So we used a lot of like horse trophies oh, for her base cool. containers to show all, that off. Um, I had another bride who actually was an equestrian who loved unicorns. I don't know if you saw that picture on my Instagram, but she had a, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> that was probably my, one of my favorite things that I've ever had because I didn't do it at mine. So I got to yeah. live vicariously through her. So <laughs> there's a little bit of me in every single wedding I do. I love it though, but I think that right to your earlier point, it's about tapping into the, like to finding your people, yeah. right? And so like you can bring that to, you know, to other weddings and kind of say like, hey, I didn't get to have a unicorn at my wedding, but maybe, maybe we can put yeah, one in yeah. Yep. 
she said, she said, I would love to have one. I'm like, what do you mean you would like? I can make it happen. And I had it, you know, booked in like a half hour. Oh my gosh. So we live in the best market for it. Live in Los Angeles. You can make it. That's true. It's kind of easy to find really off the wall things here. Yeah. And then what, um, yeah. What breaks a wedding? Like what's, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you have to have enough bathrooms and all that stuff, but what's kind of not having enough food that is, that has happened before where I had one, one client where they ran out of food. I, I won't work with that caterer ever again. I won't see who it is, but oh, you know, gosh. it's, it's still a learning experience after 10 years, you're still learning some of those big vendors. So as much as I like to tell my clients, it's, it's really great. If you work with my preferred vendor list, I can't tell them they can't work with anybody. So yeah. that's, that's one challenge. I would love, love to get to the point where I say, Hey, these are my vendors pick one of these three, but I'm, there yet because I don't want to stifle who they are. It might be somebody that they've known their whole life that they want to use. So who am I to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I say not being able to let go and relax and enjoy your day. We have some of my friends joke, we call it don't be a 10 o'clock bride. And that's the bride who's so worried about this escort card is two centimeters off from the other oh, ones. No. And, and, and <laughs> I had it happen. I had a groom one time who was coming in from his grand entrance and he had assigned seats like the actual seat not at the table like not the table number but saying your butt is in the seat oh wow okay he told me that two people were in the wrong seats and like as he was walking in so like if you're that wrapped up into that detail you're not enjoying your day of who you are so you don't want to go 10 o'clock oh crap my wedding day's over in two hours and i didn't enjoy it because i was worried about this yeah, I, I tell all my clients something's going to go wrong at your wedding. It's our job to fix it before you even know. There's so yeah. many moving parts, and that's not anything necessarily that's our fault. Like I've had no, a cake it's just, collapse. It's just you know <laughs> stuff stuff happens. You, you you just you fix. I've actually had two cakes collapse. Both were vegan. Oh my god! There's a tip: don't have a vegan cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if you do, it's a one tier cake. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I think that is so important because I remember in at my first wedding um being very conscious like wanting to enjoy it like I had worked really hard and and wanted to enjoy it and I remember saying to my sister who's was my maid of honor um and she knows like I can be very um I say type a but there was like there was a lot of pieces that I was controlling and I had put so much of my you know kind of heart and soul into but I remember saying to her the day of and I was just like if anything goes wrong, like, don't tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just don't want to know. I said, unless it's going to like, unless something's on fire and like somebody's hurt, like, just don't tell me. Like, yeah, I don't even want to nothing know. you can do about it. I tell yeah. everyone that's at the rehearsal, I give them a little half timeline with my number on it. And I'm like, you get a flat tire. You forgot your socks. You whatever. Don't text them because I've had that happen. I'm like, they can't. She's in the makeup chair. What is she supposed to do? Like, it's my job to try to fix that. I have black socks in my emergency kit. You know, I can call AAA for you. We can figure it out as best we can. But why stress them out when it's not anything that they're going to be able to control? Uh, I do have to say, though, something went wrong at my wedding. I won't say what because I don't want that vendor to feel bad. My team (laughs) came up to me and they're like, did you know this happened? their pictures of what it looked like before and they're like yeah like, but I don't care you're yeah. so calm and I go because, because like it happened it, it's it's bound to happen and you know what I'm happy it happened at my wedding and not someone else's wedding because like I know and I understand so I would never get upset that that happened yeah um yeah so I'm like even a wedding planner's wedding isn't 100 perfect exactly exactly I mean like that's the thing right I think there's so much pressure on that day that you know for it to be perfect um that it's like no it's just at the end of the day like 
not to say it's like any other day, but like, it's like any other event in your life. It's not going to go exactly as you planned it. No. And if you think it's going to, you're, you're going to be miserable. And the next morning you're going to, you're going to feel awful because you didn't enjoy it. Like I threw myself into the moment and enjoyed every single second of of my wedding day. Not that I did in the first wedding, but having gone through it, you know, and planned so many in between, I could really sit back and say, I know what the craziness is out there and I'm just going to be with my wedding party and enjoy it. Because your first wedding, that was the very first wedding that you'd ever planned, right? It was your own? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you've And I had a coordinator, so I didn't do that one on my own. I did the planning part of it, but I did have someone actually run my day because I had never done it. Corporate events are so different from weddings. Um, And a lot of people think, oh, I plan my wedding. I'm now going to be a wedding planner. It's, it's, it's a whole different yeah. situation. And having been a planner of my own wedding, my head was going to explode yeah. being a bride and a planner <laughs> at the same time. Cause there's so many decisions you have to make where I was like, Oh my God, why did I do this? Yeah. But my team ran my day and I trust my girls with everything. I mean, if anything were to ever happen to me, my girls could run a wedding yeah. without me even there. Uh, knock on wood that that doesn't ever happen. But you know, I have so much faith in, in my team that I was able to sit back. And, and enjoy what it. was, you know, having had, so I've had one wedding and I've now been divorced. And so one day I would like to have a second wedding. <laughs> With, um, what was the difference between those two for you? Like, you know, did you get more personal? Did you like what? I did. I got a lot more personal because I was okay having a little smaller of a wedding because it was my second. My parents were like, no, we are. Yeah. First. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and I did, I wouldn't expect them, but it was my husband's first wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and he needed a bit of a, a larger affair. His, his sister had passed away. And so this was a big deal for his family. So I was like, all right, I'll have a big wedding. And so I just really ran with it and, and called in a lot of favors. And my vendors that I work with, I love them. They, they did a lot of things for me at cost. Um, so I was able to have more expensive of a wedding than I ever would have considered spending, but we didn't spend that, yeah. thank God. So when people look at it, they were like, wow, you went way over the top. And I'm like, I actually spent less on this wedding than my first wedding. Wow. But, and you yeah. went- so I'm very fortunate. I know that. And then, so you, you were saying you did go more personal this time? Yes. Because I think I was trying to please my parents the first time oh, yes. and, and do everything you were supposed <laughs> to do. And, you know, like we had this, the, the first wedding, like we had the Simpsons cake topper on the, the groom's cake for him. And so we had fun little details, but this time, I mean, I made a monogram of our cats and I they were everywhere. That. They were on the invitation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then. Like we both love Sylvester Stallone, so the favors we gave out were matches that looked like um, they were from the movie Cobra. Yes. I, don't know if you've seen that I movie. loved so, all like, the little touches in your silly. wedding because it seriously was like you—you you. you knew it was yours. Like, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like you just walked into some random wedding and you could kind of insert bride, insert groom. And like, I think in your wedding and all the weddings that you design are like that. Like, it's like, oh no, it's definitely these two people. You couldn't just swap out the bride or groom. Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. Well, and I and I can totally relate because I feel like my first wedding was very like Martha Stewart weddings. Like this is the way it's done. And it looking back now, I'm like, oh, that doesn't really there were little personality touches, but I didn't feel like it was as personalized as I think my next one will be. Yeah. Mine was generically yes. pretty. Yes. And that's probably how yours was. Yes, I love that term. So, yeah, generically pretty. <laughs> but now there's Pinterest and Pinterest is the best and the worst thing oh, to happen to weddings because there are brides out there that are like, I want to do this. And I go, but that doesn't make sense. Like, why would you want to have, you know, a surfboard as a guest book if you don't surf? <laughs> like, why, why are you trying to do this stuff? Because it's 
done a million times. So it's giving people great inspiration, but I think it's also having brides look at it and they're trying to live up to some expectation that every wedding needs to be bloggable or every wedding needs to be in a magazine. And, and that's yeah. not the case. It doesn't have to be. As long as it's who you guys are and you're not going broke, I'm... I'm known as one of the planners that is really smart with people's budgets because I don't make more money the more money they spend. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm a flat fee. So it, it doesn't do me any good. Like I don't want someone spending $500,000 and being house yeah. poor because they wanted to have a big wedding. This makes no sense to me. So I, I'm very respectful of my clients' budgets. That's awesome. I Like I said, I could talk weddings all day just about like, are there different sizes that you like working with better or is it, does it really come down to... Or that, I mean, I guess it's not even bride and groom anymore. It could just the two people getting married, right? Because the two people, yes. Like I had to change all my paperwork from bridal party to wedding party. Like you have to be very aware of that. Um, no, I mean my my average wedding is about 125 people, but that doesn't mean I yeah. want larger. Uh, the biggest I've ever done is 350, and the real only change with that is is just I have to have a bigger team. Um, but, but the actual planning of it isn't isn't too 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 much different but i i feel yeah the logistics the more of it. The better like two people yes that's a very rare thing that was more of an elopement that they did there were no guests it was just the two of them but when you have 300 people it's usually one of those weddings where mom and dad are heavily involved um the bride and groom tend to be a little bit younger i feel like and so they don't get as much of a say i love working with you know the bride that's 35 to 45 mm-hmm. who knows what she wants that doesn't have to ask their parents for permission for every single thing. They're usually paying for the most of the wedding on their own. And that way they're calling the shots. Yeah. That's awesome. So what, um, what do you wish you knew before you started? Like what advice would you give to someone starting out or to, you know, Christine before she, um, started her business? I wish I would have set boundaries from, from the get go. Um, I thought I had to please everybody all the time and I never spoke up for my needs and it made me very resentful towards my clients. I mean, there, there was a point where I was getting up and I was like, I hate my life and I hate my job. And I feel bad saying that because it was people's weddings, but I needed to learn how to speak up and say, you know what? It's 10 o'clock at night. It's not okay for you to be texting me. I'm not going to respond to your email at five o'clock on a Saturday when I'm working a wedding. Like, do you want me responding to an email while I'm at your wedding? So no, we, we want to do the same thing for, for my clients out of respect for them. So I mean, I, I learned how to say it in a very like, diplomatic way, but definitely setting up boundaries, I think, would have made me happier from the get-go. I am at a point where I do love what I'm doing, and because I have learned to speak up for myself and say, like, hey, this isn't cool, or, or if you text me after hours, I won't even respond until the next morning. Or mm-hmm. I'll say something like, hey, do you mind shooting that to me in an email? I get so many texts, I might forget. Because stupid Apple hasn't learned how to do Mark is Unread. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely setting up boundaries. Well, I love, that seems like a bigger life lesson as well, right? Like just kind of being able to set boundaries and not always pleasing people. And because I know that's something that I've struggled with before is the, you know, constantly wanting to please people and not really setting those boundaries and then winding up being resentful of, you know, people taking advantage, but they're not really taking advantage because you didn't set any boundaries, right? So Yeah, because they don't know. They don't know. So now every client that books me, they get a welcome letter and it's about a three page document and it has things like, my office hours, um, text versus email, how often we should be communicating, things like that. So there aren't really any questions where they go, how come you didn't respond to my email at 10 o'clock at night? It's like, well, if you look, my office hours are 10 to 6, Monday through Friday. Yeah. You can't assume that I'm going to be available on a weekend. I usually only do two week- weekend days a month for uh, meetings between like 10 and 1. Because when I first started, I would do a meeting at 9 in the morning 
and then seven at night on a Saturday. And my whole weekend day was shot because I couldn't do anything fun in between those hours. So now it's like, I'm sorry if you can't meet me between this this window, then we're just going to have to do it on a weekday. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's such an important, like I said, like not just in business, but in life to be able to set boundaries and kind of say, this is what you can expect from me. And this is what I expect from you. And kind of then the people that respect that, right, will be attracted into your life and um, you can have your time to yourself, which is so great. Yeah, I I feel people, I get a much better relationship with people when they understand my boundaries up front because there's never that awkward conversation that you have to have. So they respect me for being able to stick up and say, no, this is how I operate and this is how we're going to work together. Um, And I've also learned we're working together. I don't work for them. And I'm pretty clear about that when we first meet in the consultation. So they need to know that I'm not like their, their whipping girl. That is a great distinction. I love that. Like that you're their partner and not, you don't work for them. Yes. That's really, really great. And I think that probably carries over, I imagine, right, in the entire planning process. Yes. And they, they respect my decisions and the things that I suggest more because I'm coming at it as as a partner with them and not just like, hey, what do you think of this idea? Yeah. Like, they're looking at me as kind of an expert. Yeah. Well, after 160 weddings and, and all the awards and stuff you've won, you're definitely the expert. I would do whatever you said as far as the wedding. Oh, that's, those are my favorite. It's when they go, here's my budget. Just do it. Just do it. Make it super fun. Yes. <laughs> Love it. I like these colors. Go. Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I, I really, really enjoyed this. Oh, likewise. Have you ever thought about starting your own business? Are you as wedding obsessed as I am? Drop me a line in the Facebook group and let me know your favorite part of this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends, or leave a review on iTunes. As we grow the show, I would love to hear from you. What damn thing did you accomplish this week? Is there a topic you're dying for me to explore on the show? Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Do The Damn Thing Show and let me know. I can't wait to connect with you and hear all about the action you're taking in your life. In the meantime, get out there and do the damn thing.